The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Welcome to the Kimmer Show podcast on Extra 106.3. Hey, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Did you know you can watch my podcast? <laughs> I didn't either, but I'm told it's on YouTube. Find the link at thekimmershow.net. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, being a veteran today, can, can we do a little veteran stuff? Just a little military stuff? Sure. Is that, is that okay? Um uh, a couple of things I thought was pretty interesting um, of, oops, a daisy. I don't know where that came from. Uh, here we, here we go. Uh, I thought this was uh, was fairly amusing. Some people you may not have known actually serve their country in uniform. How about Ice T? Wow. The uh, Law and Order SVU star and rapper Ice T, was his real name is Tracy Morrow, served four years in the Army's 25th Infantry. He enlisted in 79 after graduating from high school in Los Angeles and left the Army with an honorable discharge. Uh, Ice T, Clint Eastwood. Uh, Dirty Harry, Unforgiven, all the stuff, uh, was drafted into the Army for the Korean War. Uh, He was a swim instructor at Fort Ord, California, and he was in a plane crash at Point Reyes, which culminated in the lifeguard serviceman swimming to shore. Clint Eastwood crashed when he was in the Army. Steve McQueen. Uh, served in the Marines from 1947 to 1950. Wasn't exactly the role model you might want to expect for a Marine. <laughs> he was busted back down to private seven times. He got promoted seven times and busted seven times. Uh, he's quoted in his own book, American Rebel, the only way I could have been made corporal was if all the other privates in the Marines dropped dead. <laughs> Not exactly an honorable uh, thing. Elvis Presley, of course, was in the Army. He drafted in the Army in 1957. Uh, he said, people were expecting me to mess up, to goof up one way or another. They thought I couldn't take it and so forth, and I was determined to go to any limits to prove otherwise, and he did. He was a very good soldier. Uh, he could have gotten out of it, and he chose to uh, serve his country, and he did. It was in Germany, basically. Morgan Freeman was a radar technician in the Air Force. Um, he oh, joined the Air Force, took it immediately when he arrived there, did three years, eight months, ten days, took me a year and a half to get disabused of my romantic notions about it. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Uh, George Carlin. Uh, was in the Air Force, trained in aviation electronics in the air for three years. He was discharged for poor conduct. (laughs) It was after his military stint that Carlin pursued his comedy dreams. In fact, when he was uh, stationed in California, I believe, or uh, uh, Nevada, maybe someplace, uh, he started. He, he was doing a part-time gig at a local radio station, and that's he kind of that's how he got into comedy. Humphrey Bogart uh, listed in the Navy. Uh, he was check this out. I, I had no idea. Humphrey Bogart was wounded when he en- enlisted in the Navy in World War One. Uh, during his service in World War One, Humphrey Bogart was hit by a shard of flying shrapnel, which gave him the scar on his lip and his signature lisp. 
because he was wounded in World War One. After serving for years and being honorably discharged, pursued an acting career because otherwise, dum da dum da dum. Mr. T uh, was in the military, born Lawrence Turode, uh, listed in the Army in the 70s, was in the military police corps, was elected top trainee of the cycle out of 5,000 troops and a squad leader. Uh, Chuck Norris uh, served in the uh, Air Force in 1958, stationed in South Korea, where he learned martial arts and then served at, uh, later in America and got discharged in 62. Yes. Air Force? Yeah. That destroys his entire macho image. I know, I know. But, but he learned his, his, his skills by the Japanese people, so they had the little ninjas, so that makes up for it. But it was in the Air Force. Johnny Cash, uh, born Sam Phillips. Did you know that? Johnny what? Cash's real name is Sam Phillips. I didn't know. He uh, was in the Air Force station in Germany where he bought his first guitar uh, and helped shape his uh, music career. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. A uh, member of the Army, enlisted in 1961, assigned to the 101st Airborne Division, Air stationed Chiefs. at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, served for a year before he got discharged because he got hurt. Uh, I think it was on a jump, an airplane, a parachute his, jump. Broke his leg or broke foot his leg. or something. Um, and uh, played the national anthem at Woodstock a few years later. Chris Christofferson. Served in the Army 1960 to 64 with the rank of Captain, Infantry Division. Uh, was a helicopter pilot in Germany. He was offered a teaching job at West Point and turned it down to study, uh, to continue with music. And his father almost disowned him because his father was either a general or full bird colonel, very military oriented. And they were very upset that Chris Christopherson became kind of a hippie. B. Arthur, Maud. Hi, whenever I'm in Atlanta, I'm a four-star general. <laughs> B. Arthur of the Golden Girls was a truck driver when she served in the United States Marine Corps. She was one of the first members of the Women's Reserve and also worked not only as a truck driver, but a typist. Her real name is Bernice Frankel. She enlisted in 1943, the age of 21. Marine. Marine Corps. Uh, Drew Carey, uh, also a Marine, six years in the Marines. He looks back on those days fondly. He instilled a great sense of discipline that I call in when need to. Paul Newman was in the Navy for three years, 1943 to 46. That's where Paul Newman learned he was colorblind. He was in the Navy's V-12 pilot training program, found out he was colorblind and had to go to basic training instead, and then was stationed at, uh, in Hawaii. He was a torpedo bomber squadron member of the Navy to uh, train replacement pilots. How ironic that the man known as Old Blue, well, one of the blue-eyed yeah. people of the world, yeah, was, was colorblind. colorblind. Unbelievable. Uh, Mel Brooks, at the age of 17, 1944, enlisted in the Army. He ranked very high in intelligence testing, uh, enrolled in the Army Specialized Training Program, was shipped off to Europe with the Engineer Combat Group. Uh, Mel Brooks served in the Battle of the Bulge and was discharged as a corporal. Johnny Carson, enlisted in the Navy, started World War II, wanted to train to be a pilot, and instead received midshipman training at Columbia University. He was in the, at the USS Pennsylvania. Was on Johnny Carson was on the ship USS Pennsylvania on his way to combat when the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki ended the war. And Ed McMahon, his sidekick, you may know, was, of course, enlisted in the Marines. Uh, he was a, a, a Marine Corps officer fighter pilot, served 85 combat missions in the Korean War, ended his career as a Marine Corps colonel. Ed McMahon didn't, in fact, every year he, on a Marine Corps birthday, would do the manual of arms, which I am not going to do because I don't have my M14 or anybody's M14. Uh, Hugh Hefner, I didn't know this, 1944 enlisted, uh, founder of Playboy, enlisted in the Army, was an infantry clerk, 
And uh, let's see, just uh, uh, Tom Selleck was in the California National Guard after being drafted for Vietnam. <laughs> like so many others when he got drafted. Uh, where's that National Guard office? Because they weren't going to Vietnam. Now, ironically, the National Guard did end up going to Vietnam. But for the first, like, six or seven years, they were exempt from going to They needed to keep them here at home. So the people who wanted to get out of going to Vietnam but still wanted, you know, didn't mind serving their country or wanted to, enlisted in the National Not all, not all, but many frequently enlisted in the National Guard to get out of Vietnam duty. Is Lee Marvin on that list? Uh, Lee Marvin is a fair, as uh, I think we all know about Lee Marvin, Sidney Poitier. Uh, was an impoverished teen when he came to America with no money, enlisted in the Army at the age of 16, telling me that he was 18, and served as a physiotherapist for a year before they discharged him. They found that he shouldn't have been Roberto there. Clemente from Puerto Rico was in the Marine right. Corps Reserves. Right. Uh, the, the Everly Brothers, who were both enlisted in the Marines, uh, in the, where, where they were, were also reservists, where you could go to boot camp, mm -hmm. and then uh, you'd spend six years going to summer camp and stuff. Like that Captain period. Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo, another one. Uh, one of the, in fact, uh, Lee Marvin, I think, was uh, quoted as saying that, that Captain Kangaroo is one of the bravest guys he ever knew. Apparently, he got shot up on Iwo Jima. No. That's not true, though. Uh, by the way, on his tombstone, Lee Marvin, all it says is that he was a Marine. Right. Nothing about his acting yeah. career or anything. He was a, uh, Lee Marvin was a hero. Yeah. Lee Marvin was a shot, hero. When he shot in the butt? Yeah. He shot yeah. in the ass. He shot in the ass. Yeah. Uh, MC he Hammer. He tells that story on Johnny Carson. He told that That's story. That's right. I remember that. I remember that. Uh, MC Hammer uh, was a, 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 a born Stanley Kirk Burrell, served in the Navy for three years. In Japan and California, um, and anyway, so there. That's at least that's a whole bunch of them. But uh, just for the, just for the record, um, okay, okay, okay. Oh, can I? Uh, let me do one more military thing. Okay, just a little quick thing. Do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, I, I you know it is Veterans Day, and I do want to honor. If it gets too much, we'll just leave. <laughs> Hit the bell. Hit the bell. <laughs> and Cindy, get, get off my ass. All right. Cindy <laughs> wants you to talk about Gallagher, but anyway. Oh well, you want to do that? We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that next. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me do this one thing. I'll do a thing, and then we'll do uh, we'll do uh, the latest. I was going to save that as a surprise, but now that you've mentioned this, something named somebody named Gallagher is in the news. No, no, no. Well, they probably already know. Okay. This is not long. It'll just take me a moment. That's what she said. She also just said it'll just take me a moment. How true she was. Thank you. <laughs> I should have known. She said no the first time I asked that I'm Mary Man. Sorry. Um, anyway, um, back when we were on the radio, every year I used to do on Veterans Day and Memorial Day, I would do a do thing once a year and so forth. The uh, simple soldier died today, which I could never get through reading because yeah. it was so sad. But here's one which uh, which which I used to do, and I haven't, I don't, I've got the date here is 2014, so I don't think I've done this for six years. Uh, but here is a, a quick story. September 2005, first day of school, Martha Cothran, a history teacher at Robinson High in Little Rock, did something not to be forgotten. On the first day of school, with the permission of the school superintendent, the principal, and the building supervisor, she removed all of the desks in her classroom. When the first period kids entered the room, they discovered... It was empty, no desks. Miss Cothran, where are our desks? She replied, you can't have a desk until you tell me how you earn the right to sit at a desk. 
they thought. One girl said, well, maybe it's our grades. No, not that. Uh, maybe it's our good behavior. She told them, no, it's not even your good behavior. So they came and they went. The first period, second period, third period. Still no desks in the classroom. Kids were calling their parents to tell them what was going on. By early afternoon, television news crews had started gathering at the school to report about this crazy teacher who had taken all the desks out of the room. The final period of the day came, and as the puzzled students and media were looking, the kids found seats on the floor of the deskless classroom. Martha Cothran said, quote, Throughout the day, no one has been able to tell me just what he or she has done to earn the right to sit at the desks that are ordinarily found in this classroom. Now, I'm going to tell you. At this point, Martha Cothran went over to the door of her classroom. <laughs> <coughs> and opened it. 27 veterans, American veterans, all in uniform, walked into the classroom, each one carrying a school desk. The vets began placing the school desks in rows, and then they would walk over and stand alongside the wall. By the time the last soldier had set the final desk in place, those kids started to understand perhaps for the first time in their lives, just how the right to sit at those desks had been earned. Martha said, you did not earn the right to sit at these desks. These heroes did it for you. They placed the desks here for you. They went halfway around the world, giving up their education and interrupting their careers and their families so you could have the freedom that you have. Now it's up to you to sit in them. It's your responsibility to learn, to be good students, and to be good citizens. They paid the price so that you could have the freedom to get an education. Don't ever forget it. And this is a true story. This teacher was awarded the Veterans of Foreign Wars Teacher of the Year for the state of Arkansas, and her father was a POW from World War II. Okay, I made it pretty much through there. I'm, I'll be damned. <laughs> Did they ever let the kids out from under the desk when they put the desk on top of the kids? Well, they made a couple of mistakes. They were marine. They were trained. They were, you know, I used to that kind of stuff. It was very, very. What young. year was that? It was uh, 2005. Now, what year was that? Uh, 24. Did I read it? No, no. No, it happened in 2005. The year 2005. Oh, okay. right. Central. So Island. this was yeah. In uh, swear. In Little Rock. That's where my my father uh, and my was, aunt uh, went there. Yeah. Robinson High School oh, Robinson. in Little Rock. Oh, okay. Robinson High School, Robinson. 2005, first day of school. Wow. Surprised they were, uh, well, surprised in yeah. 2005 they allowed a, someone to do what that. What a great lesson. You know? um, anyway, so that's uh, that's my little uh, story. Hope you enjoyed that segment from the uh, Kimmer Show podcast. Be sure and check out the full thing Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays for free at thekimmershow.net. You're listening to the Kimmer Podcast on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win.
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. And now back to the Kimmer Show podcast on Extra 1063. Welcome back. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete and Flounder. You know, you can watch our podcast on YouTube. No swooning, ladies. Come on now. Find it on thekimmershow.net. Uh, uh, the big election last night. And again, um, I'm very disappointed. I think this, I don't think this was glorious in any way. I mean, Florida was great, and that's a great result. And, and we knew Kemp was going to beat uh, Stakey, the Kool Aid monster. Bye bye, Stakey. And it's about time. So she'll be back. To, you know, she'll be still in politics because she can raise money. Ding dong, the witches. Yeah, uh, it's over. So she'll be, she'll be, obviously, she's going to leave you know, Georgia. She, 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 she's done right. in Georgia. It's over. She's out. And uh, her staff already packed up and left. You know. Well, that's what carpetbaggers do. Well, they they move in yeah. like locusts, and then they clean out, and then they go to L.A. or New York. Yeah. She's a Wisconsin queen by way of Hollywood <laughs> and uh, made herself a millionaire here in Georgia after being $100,000 in debt. And then uh, now she'll go back to Hollywood and be a big star. Once again, the great pumpkin failed to show. <laughs> right. Did you see Saturday? <laughs> the big Tennessee-Georgia game. Yeah. That woman went uh, carpetbagger went on national yeah, TV yeah. wearing orange. Yeah. Yeah. She has no clue about this state. Well, she, what she said is uh, Georgia's the worst place to work and the worst place to live in. Yeah. I mean, and but I want to be your governor. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this place. I want to lead you into the future. <laughs> oh, Follow my me. God. I mean, but who, who even would have given her a chance? I mean, I mean, I, I'm very disappointed. I, I think I think the I, I, honestly, I think our country is really in a in a channel that it's hard to get out of. How do you explain how many people in this country would would agree with the Democratic platform. I have the answer. All right. 75% in the last poll said the country's going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yet they just put the people who put us in that direction yeah. back in right, power. Right. Yeah. I've always said this. Never underestimate the Republican Party's ability to screw up a sure thing. Well, I, 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 totally, I completely agree. There's no other explanation for it. When you when you look at what the Democrats' values were and their and their uh, goals and standards for the election, it was uh, abortion and uh, the the threat to democracy. We don't have a democracy as a republic, but uh, so it was abortion and threats to democracy. Nonsense. The American those are not the two most important issues of the American people, and yet the Democrats keep they kept most of their people in office. They may win more Senate seats. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we were hoping to win two or three Senate seats, and, and now we could lose two or three Senate seats. Well, remember this, this is unbelievable. Remember this name, Chase Oliver. All right. Because if Herschel loses in this runoff. Yeah, that's the guy, the libertarian candidate. Uh, remember his name. 
Okay, let me uh, All right. First of all, philosophically, um, I I believe, I, I think, in fact, I think it's excellent that if a, if a person says, man, I really think the country's going the wrong way, I want to run for office and I'm going to do all I can to get votes, that's great. I mean, God bless you. You know, that's our, that's our, that's yep. what we have, a, that's we have a country. That's the only reason we have a nation is so people could say, I believe this and I'm going to try to do something about it. You have that freedom. So I, I totally salute that. And however, when you get to the point where you know mm-hmm. the libertarian candidate is not going, not only not going to win, he's not going to get two percent of the vote or even five percent of the vote even ten percent of the vote let's say um so and given the conditions of today's country and where we stand this was way too important not to take away the power from the democrats this was way too important this libertarian candidate obviously is acting so selfishly that he would rather have him, his name on the ballot to prove that he got twenty five or 30,000 votes in a 4 million vote race. So he can say, I won 30,000 votes in the 4 of the 4 million cast, by the way, uh, which is less than 1%, I guess, comes out. Uh, and so he can brag about that instead of caring about what happens to his state and his country. Because not only was this a Georgia election, the, the Georgia Senate race is a national election. Yep. And he was not willing to say, okay, you know what? I know the writing's on the wall. I made my point. I showed up at the debates or I tried to, or I mean, I was part of the discussion. I did what I could. And I know that the results are not going to make any difference to me, but they're going to make a difference to Georgia and America. It'll change the difference in what's happening in the laws passed in this country. And, and still he would not bow out or change his, throw his support to Herschel Walker. We love libertarians. I voted libertarian. Absolutely. The, but the guy in the governor's but, race bowed out. Yeah. It has the right thing to do. It. The, in the last two weeks, if you know you're, you're going to be the one that's going to screw up and cause yeah. us to run off. Yeah. And the thing of the, it, that's millions of more dollars of taxpayers' money yeah. as well. What did they spend? $150 million on, on the Senate race? I, I mean, it's, and I think that was just the Democrats. Anyway, it's just, I think it's, I think it's selfish uh, and hurtful. And if you're responsible, for that, uh, 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 Raffi, the wife knocking a deadbeat. Uh, <laughs> another allegedly. Another allegedly. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> like a lawyer in here. Uh, yeah, as your sl- attorney. Slumlord. As your attorney, I advise you to shut up. <laughs> He's a public figure. Let yeah, him yeah, sue me. <laughs> well, no. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I think he's a disgrace. The man's a freaking disgrace. And he's probably going to win the Senate race. No, no, I think we've learned our lesson from I don't two think years we have. ago. Republicans have got to show up this time. You've got to show up. The state of our nation is where we are today because of Georgia. Yeah. If we had not elected two Democratic senators... None of this would happen. None of the uh, billion-dollar bailouts, none of the trillion-dollar tax-free things, none of the no, never mind going to work again. All of that would never have happened. Never have happened. The Afghan pull-up, everything would have been different. I mean, the, every, the, the economy, the gasoline prices, the war in Ukraine. I mean, if Donald Trump had still been in power and Republicans had control of the Senate and the House, none of this would have happened. We, 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 we blame Georgia for the state of our union right now because of the two Senate races. And if we let it happen again, and we only get one shot this time, 
I mean, again, think about your country. My God, do you really? I mean, is Herschel Walker that dangerous to you or scary to you? And, and Kemp better get out there and, and, and yeah. hold his freaking hand up at the podium saying, let's go Team Georgia. Yep. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I understand why you didn't want to be seen with him because you're afraid you were going to go down in flames if people uh, turned against Herschel Walker because of all the liberals coming out about him with a, you know, female and the da da da. Uh, but like still, it. you got you got to show up this time, my friend. I mean, you, you know, you got to do something about this. Get out starting vote. today. There's so, no excuses this time. No, you got to get out and vote. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I'm starting off yelling at all the little feelings. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, it's great to be here. Um, now, I'm not sure the format. What, uh, if we go another, oh, we have another several minutes. To 20, yeah. Okay. It's not like they just go for two and a half hours and then we just stop. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we, well, as you know, I, I think a lot of people know we have a podcast. And I thought, was that my daughter Jennifer just sent oh. me a message? I wonder if she's up listening back. Do you want to listen to the podcast? TheKimmerShow.net uh, oh, is where you go. Oh, she said, did you forget? to tell me you were on the radio today yeah. and did you get the cards I said she sent me, she sends me every year she sends me a Marine Corps birthday card because it's November right. 10th and a Veterans Day card on no, for November 11th um, every year so and I'm very touched by it and, and the yes podcast, I got them the podcast part I think also well you can listen to the camera show as well that's correct yeah. and get any there's a bunch of other podcasts there as well to take a gander at Neil Bortz and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah. podcast park. Yeah, I really have a negative opinion uh, about what happened, and I was and I, honestly I was. But again, I, I'm always wrong. I mean, I was wrong the last time. I well, when I went to bed in the 2020 election, I said there's no way that Donald Trump didn't cream that basement dwelling psychopath crime family uh, uh, girl sniffer. I mean, there's no way that Trump could have lost that election. Notice I didn't say allegedly on any of those things. Exactly. Uh, and so, so I, and I was completely wrong. And I and I, and, I, and, I, and I, honestly, I would have bet my house. On the two Senate candidate, I would I would have bet my house that there's no way that 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 trust fund baby John Osshole would have possibly won the Senate race, and wife knocker would have been the uh, uh, the the, uh, the phony preacher who doesn't even understand the meaning of resurrection and Easter and hates the military and hates police got elected senator from Georgia. So I, I I couldn't believe it. And so again, I'm not I'm not confident at all. I think uh, I mean we better we're getting what we deserve. We yep. we caused it. Uh, so anyway, and so again, I, I mean, I hate to be this negative uh, because I'm really not a negative guy, but I'm so disappointed at this results. I was hoping for actual for a Well, the other thing is, life. is we're going to be the center of attention again. Well, yeah, here we go for well, another uh, six weeks. Us and uh, Arizona, is it? Or Nevada, Arizona and Nevada, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And, yeah, so we're and spread, Wisconsin. Yeah, we're spread the pain. I, I was promised a red tsunami and a red wave. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the red wave. I was thinking like the waves I used to surf off San Diego, like eight footers. Yeah, big instead fumes. we got the two footer that you get off Jackson. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, waiting down the Chattahoochee in, in a yeah. you know an inner two. Where they released the dam up in Buford. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I, and again, I, it's just um, it's very disappointing to me. But again, I you know, I, but I don't want to be the one to well, be. Well, out of those there. races that are still up in the air. What's the most important? Is it Georgia, Wisconsin, Nevada, Georgia? Well, Georgia, yeah, Georgia, and, and well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once again, I think it's Georgia. Uh, the Arizona, uh, I guess the Arizona Senate race is over. He's lost that. Uh, and there's still, Wisconsin won the Senate race barely. Uh, Carrie Lake, the governorship, apparently going to lose that, but I'm more concerned with the senator's races. So, I mean, I think Georgia's probably, the, the once again, the key. And again, I'm, I'm afraid that the Democrat, we, I thought that the Republicans would win at least two Senate. I thought, I thought it would be 52-48. Republican. Yeah. It's probably going to be 52 or 53 Democrat. 
We, you know, we uh, actually a Democrat God. last night said a smart thing. He goes, "The days of the huge pendulum swings yeah. are over right now. Yeah. We have a pendulum nudge, yeah. a little to the left, a little to the right, and we're always talking. All the elections that you've seen and I've seen, I started following elections in '72 when Nixon ran for you know, re-election yeah. on that. When I was 11, I started paying attention there, and it's like maybe every 16 elections you get a major wave from one side or the yeah. other. But most of the time, you wake up the next morning, it's the same old, same old. Yeah. New York is always Democrat. California yeah, right, is always Democrat. And every yeah. time, oh, we're going to flip them this time. Yeah. And you never do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, I, I, but let's, get your, let's get your comments. For the record, here is, I assume this is our phone number. That's you it. There you go. That's why I put it there, right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> don't give out your home phone number again. <laughs> <laughs> I did that once, but I never did that again. Uh, for, <laughs> well, you, at least you got some calls. Yeah. Remember one time on the radio, I actually gave out our password to the computer system. <laughs> that was my first day with you guys. <laughs> His first Flounder, day. Flounder's on the board, and we, the, the, the stinking computers were just horrible. It was just it was a piece of crap computer system. So, so anytime I tried to dial up the board to run, run stuff, I had well, to... Well, no, because <laughs> what happened was is the, the, the box you use with your microphone and to play your audio would always right. crap out. It's and a special This was bat. my first day without uh, Hangman there, and Hangman was your old producer. And we went to our first break, and... Normally at the first break, you have a promo, and then Kimmer had a live read, and his computer was locked out. So right when we were going to the live read, he goes, Pete, what's the password? And he literally said the correct password on air. I think it's Atlanta123, isn't uh, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Pete said a cuss word and just goes, I don't know. I don't blanking know. <laughs> yeah, that was a great start to Flounder's career. <laughs> God's All right. Sakes. Opinion of Biden as president. How many think of Americans? This Democrat, is a poll. We're talking a poll. about a poll. Fox News. Yeah. How many, your opinion, how many are unfavorable about Joe Biden? The unfavorable rating of Joe Biden, well, it should be 95%. It's probably uh, unfavorable, probably 54. 56%. 43% favorable. But yeah. 2% said, and I quote, I don't know enough to say. Oh, please. Yeah, I love those. I'm surprised it's not 20%. I don't well, have any answer. Did they go into a cave in Utah and find a yeah. hermit? Yeah, comas. Is yeah. this newly awakened coma patients? Yeah, yeah. Like, like Sheriff Rick in The Walking Dead was in a coma and woke up, and there were zombies everywhere. <laughs> when he went into the coma, yeah, everything what, was fine. Yeah, what happened? He woke up, and there were zombies. Well, I mean, uh, did he, uh, they interview yeah, he, coma yeah, people? Yeah, he would have said, well, I'm really not aware of anything. <laughs> Why I is? I didn't see anything your honor <laughs> the doctor's trying to eat me oh god uh, you know I mean, and <laughs> again if uh, i just i, I can't I, I don't think the country wants to have another presidential contest between donald trump and joe biden i mean obviously no, biden's not going to run it. again they're going to throw him down the stairs i get he's going to fall in the shower there's no way that he's going to be on the but t- he's going to run he but, thinks he's he's going to run again because, he believes he should run again and he's going to keep going leftist he's not yeah. going to go like uh clinton did because he doesn't have to yeah. and, and his wife the doctor of cuckoldry and community colleges is going to encourage <laughs> him to do it just like always you know this enabler i mean it's her yeah. fault she she should have said joe you're not running for president because you're going to embarrass yourself and your family name for the rest of your life, and she should have thought, by the way, you've gotten away with being the head of the crime family now for 40 years. You're pushing Allegedly. your luck. Allegedly. Allegedly my ass. He's a crime family kingpin <laughs> like Tony Soprano, and we'll along with his out. brother Jim and his son Hunter, and we all know it. The evidence is there in black and white. My God. he even had, Joe had key 
keys to the office next to the Chinese communist know. leader in, in Hunter's co- uh, company. Not only that, uh, they, they just had another whistleblower came f- uh, free from the FBI who said, oh, by the way, uh, we have the information. Uh, oh, no, no, no. It was a guy who was in the room in the meeting with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden while they while he was vice president discussing business plans for a company that Hunter was running, which is illegal for a sitting vice president to be involved in things like that in any way, let alone with his son and uh, and foreign uh, operatives for business ventures. And he was in the room, can prove it, showed it. It's all in play. I mean, and the first thing somebody has said, what's the first thing a Republican Congress ought to do? Impeach him. And by the way, I'm not in favor. Just my own opinion. I'm not a role model. We do not want to start cooperating with Democrats, my opinion. This business about, that's how President, uh, you know, Hair Sniffer, the pervert in charge, got elected by saying, well, I'm just, you know, we're just going to bring people together. I want to be the uniform. Remember what he said? Yeah. He said, if anybody says anything negative in my administration about somebody else, they're fired on the spot. Remember that? If you say anything, if you say a negative comment about someone else and you're in my administration, no more mean tweets, no more mean speech. If you say something negative about somebody, you're fired immediately. And then he turned out to be the biggest hate screamer, uh, you know, screaming, you MAGA Republicans are a threat to democracy. You need to be stopped. We need to do anything we can to halt what you're doing. Uh, talk about mean speech. Uh, and, and then and he was in the room discussing things that are a federal law against federal I law. I know. The, the investigation should be day one. I'm telling you, do not cooperate with Democrats. Shut them out. Uh, kick off the uh, powerful Democrats. Don't let them be on committees. Nope. They did it to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, uh, right. A little, little payback, baby. And I'm serious. We need to smother them politically. We need to make sure they can never speak again politically. Do not cooperate and take control completely uh, and impeach him every chance you get. And he won't be convicted. They'll let him out in the Senate, which da 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 But just like they did Trump. Uh, but he needs to be impeached and start off with the Afghan withdrawal, and then you go one boom, boom, boom down the line, and you do it about, he could be impeached for like nine different things, and we all know it, and he ought to be in prison uh, for he- being head of the crime family. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, my butt. <laughs> anyway. That's a key word this morning. That is a, it's the number one word here at Dickey Broadcasting, the number one word. Uh, do we, do we, you want to hear some Pete's tweets here? Yeah, so tweets. There we go. There we go. Hey. Oh, my God. He's got it. Production yeah. value. That's right, baby. We're All right. Now. Rock and roll now, baby. Another 70s group. Oh, yeah. Uh, Doug, uh, well, we already we did, Doug. Okay, here's one for you, Kimmer. All right, all right, sir. Just a friendly reminder that if you plan on rioting because of the election, yeah. be sure to be have it done before November 10th. The entire Marine Corps is about to get white girl wasted, <laughs> and we'll be looking to fight anything from raccoons to rioters. Uh, white girl wasted. That's big time, Charlie. <laughs> I love that. Right, okay, here's the opinion. Marine Corps birthday is November 10th. That's the thing. A few days ago in the Washington Post, the op-ed was, Ron DeSantis' repulsive war on Disney will soon face a reckoning. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and, and yesterday, <laughs> no, yeah, no, last month, Geraldo Rivera, your friend, yeah. Geraldo, Jerry Rivers, yeah. last month tweeted this. Governor DeSantis will soon feel the wrath of Florida's Latino voters outraged by his toying with the lives of those Venezuelan refugees he exploited. Oh, and let's recall again that for the first time in 22 years or 20 years, 
uh, Miami-Dade County went completely, overwhelmingly, for the Republican governor. The Hispanics seem to be figuring it out. The right. Asians have already figured it out, except for B. Wynn. Uh, but a nice one, she called him, was very nice yeah. in her conciliatory speech yesterday yeah. about Secretary of State or whatever, Attorney General. Yeah. Uh, but we need African Americans, more and more That's African Americans, right. like the first gentleman who called us up today yeah. to, to talk into the community and realize that this endless cycle of poverty and drugs and bad schools and victimhood and just horrible gangs. That's a Democratic plantation cycle that they're on. These are Democrats doing this to you. They've run these inner cities for 50 to 100 years. Well, look what Stakey came out and said uh, that uh, basically that you black guys are too stupid to know how to vote for her because you've been uh, brainwashed yeah. by the, uh, the the far right uh, media people, as though the far right media has any power over anybody with anything. All of a sudden, now we're uh, right wing media is powerful. You've never said that before. But she said uh, basically, black people are black men. Black men are too stupid to be able to figure out that you should vote for her because you've been brainwashed by the media. I, I, I mean, my God! And so, oh God, I guess we, you know, I mean, did anybody really believe this? Mm. Stanky, Guy Milner has the Learjet all warmed up and ready for you at Peachtree and Cab. It's unbelievable. Uh, Charlie Crist, remember him? Yeah, former governor. Uh, Here, here's what he said last month and tweeted this. In case you haven't heard, Ron DeSantis is a spineless wannabe dictator who is going to lose in 16 days. Oh, oh, oh and he got creamed. <laughs> by 19 Chris, yeah, points. He got swarmed. That doesn't happen nowadays. No, but, it doesn't. Uh, let's see. We already mentioned him. Guam, our good friends in Guam. Yes. Big list. Uh, ship over there with yes. us. Hank Johnson. Hank jo- well, I'm going to get to Hank. Well, we'll get to Hank here in a second. Guam Your former representative, yes. Yeah, the former. Yeah. Guam flipped Republican as its delegate to the U.S. for the first time in 30 years is going to be a Republican. Wow. I had no idea. But Representative Hank Johnson responded, Guam is still afloat? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, that guy Pete used to be in his district as congressman. Hank Johnson, the, uh, at the time, the Which dumbest. Which I voted for to get rid of Cynthia McKinney. Yeah, to get rid of Cynthia McKinney, who's had, a, had her name on a highway, oh, for my God's God. sakes. Over by the jail, by oh, the way. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That anyway, so leads to the and, jail. And Hank Johnson did uh, actually yeah. say and believe two things. One, that Guam, if you put more American troops there uh, practicing on Guam, you're going to tip it over. Yeah. You're just going to, it's going to just bobble up it's in the ocean. Flip. And secondly, that he thought uh, there's such a crisis of the lack of helium for clown balloons that there's wow. not going to be another happy birthday party unless we do something to sub- make the supply of helium bigger uh, for clowns to make their balloons at birthday parties. I'm glad you and Flounder were here today to be Mr. Helpers. <laughs> because Hank Johnson has responded to this news from Guam. Oh, he has? Yes. Said, must have been all that clown helium I sent them. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Helper. Oh, I broke helpers. it too early, didn't I? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> someone wrote this on Facebook, and someone else did it, too. This is perfect. This election yeah. feels like we're all in divorce court waiting to see who gets custody of us. Well, yeah, well, yeah. We're screwed no matter what. Mom or dad. Yeah, we have to run away from home. Yeah. Uh, Cal Kashov tweeted, It turns out inflation, a tanked economy, and teaching school children their oppressors is not a winning message. <laughs> Just well, didn't win as much is. as it should have. Yeah. The, oh uh, and God. Teddy Roosevelt, to close out Pete's tweets. Yes. Teddy Roosevelt, get the production value ready. Yes. Teddy Roosevelt, quote, A vote is like a rifle. Its usefulness depends upon the character of the user. Well... I could, because I'm just going to get up and walk out No, 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 I could, I could, but I'll pass. 
But if you think about it, I mean, <laughs> say no, it. Well, no, the word. Say, say the, the words he's the actual word he said. The value. He he's talked about the value. Yes, well, the problem is you can be a complete dirtbag. <laughs> And vote for a Democrat, and the value to that Democrat is astounding. And that's how they get power is stupid slime bag people who hate America vote Democrat, and they win. So the value, you don't have to have any character at all to be valued to a Democrat by voting for the Democrat. You don't have to have any character or value. So I, I take issue with that, You just took a quote from one of the greatest Americans who so ever sorry. lived. Well, that is something up with it which took a I bullet sh- for you. Up with which I shall not put. <laughs> That's with Churchill. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer House are going. You know, don't forget to check out my goofy little website, thekimmershow.net, for all things Kimmer. Well, wait, you still here? Go check it out. Come on. You're listening to the Kimmer Podcast on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 1063. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. You're listening to the Kimmer Podcast on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 1063. Look out, it's only me, it's only the Kimmer. You only can check out all things Kimmer at the KimmerShow.net. What the hell are you waiting for? Come on, I gotta go. You're killing me. Okay, Trump and DeSantis. For the record, as you know, I voted for Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump is one of the greatest presidents we've ever had. The actions he took as president, the direction he took as president, the things he demanded as president, the respect we earned as president from others around the world, uh, the economy, the safety, the military, everything he was doing. He started the Space Corps. I mean, the the man was, everything he did was for the betterment of of America. He's an egomaniac in so many ways in his life, but everything he did as president was not to glorify himself. It was really to make America better and stronger. I mean, does that that sound reasonable? Yeah. I mean, I I really do truly believe that. There was never an issue, I mean, issues about him personally and stuff, but never about what he was doing for the country. Um, However, he is still the most divisive force in politics that we've ever known. I mean, I, I I can't think of another... Unless it was back in the days of the 1890s or something, uh, but I but I can't think of another politician 
who has been as divisive for his own party, let alone uh, both parties, as Donald Trump has been. And uh, and I, what I don't understand is why now he's come out and attacked DeSantis again. And this is he's personal. Afraid he's afraid of him. He, I, I'm with you. I loved everything he did, but I am so over him as a person and he needs to shut up. And frankly, he needs to go away. Well, because yeah. he, he, he's he's going to never never underestimate the Republicans' ability to screw, screw it up. These guys should be working together. And instead, let me let, let me do a little background. The latest thing, and again, I, I mentioned this morning on the radio, what what I think needs to happen. If you want Hersh, if you want the country to get back on track, we need a Democratic Senate. And if you, I mean a Republican <laughs> Senate, get rid of, get rid of the, oh, my God, my God, a Republican-led uh, a Senate, at least by one, at least by one. Um, and the only way to get that is if Herschel Walker wins. And the only way to get Herschel Walker to win, uh, the best way to me, would be to have Herschel Walker in the middle, Donald Trump holding one hand, and Kemp holding the other like this, V for victory. We need this for the good of America. Work together. And it's never going to happen unless Trump caves in. Uh, but here's what, here's what he just said. This was last night. Uh, released uh, Donald Trump released uh, 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 calling Ron DeSantis again he's not he's talking about Kemper he's talking about Ron DeSantis being an average governor playing games amid all the press for what uh, he has done for midterm elections quote News Corp which is Fox the Wall Street Journal and no longer great New York Post are all in on Governor Ron DeSanctimonious an average Republican governor with great public relations uh, Trump uh, attributed DeSantis's political success as governor to the weather. He has the advantage of sunshine, where people from badly run states up north could go no matter who the governor was, just like I did. Yeah, Trump claimed that uh, his endorsement of DeSantis won him the Florida gubernatorial election in 2018. Trump said DeSantis approached him in desperate shape while he was politically dead in 2017, asking for endorsement. He had, quote, Ron DeSanctimonious is playing games by not answering questions about whether he will run for president in 2024. That's what started this. When they asked Governor DeSantis, are you going to, you're being elected, but aren't you going to run for governor in two years? And he refused to talk about it. He never Trump says he should have said, hell no, I want Donald Trump to be my president. But he didn't. So uh, DeSantis obviously is seen as the leading challenger. Trump says, quote, the fake news asks him if he's going to run if President Trump runs. And he says, I'm only focused on the governor's race. I'm not looking into the future. Well, in terms of loyalty and class, that's really not the right answer. That's exactly the right. Anyway, uh, he goes on. Um, he could uh, the former president's statement uh, comes on a night which was praising everything for what he's done. Uh, by the way, uh, Trump warns that his supporters will again triumph over his critics just like they did before. Fox News Fought me to the end until I won. They couldn't have been nicer or more supportive. The journal loved low-energy Jeb Bush. Uh, and, and then uh, falling, uh, failing, finally falling in love uh, line with me after easily and uh, easily knocked them out one by one. We're exactly in the same position now. They'll keep coming after us, MAGA, but ultimately we will win, put America first, and make America great again. And he's also uh, apparently uh, threatening to release what he calls very negative information on Ron DeSantis and his wife. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He's going to ruin everything. He's going to hand. If, if Donald Trump keeps attacking Ron DeSantis, not only will it affect the Herschel Walker race, Republicans are going to say, oh, my God, I can't, we can't go through this. We can't. 
But you know what? The only good thing is DeSantis stays out of this. Stays stays out of this. Let Trump run. He's more unpopular now than he was two years ago, and he lost two years ago. So maybe if if, if he loses for a third straight election— but Basically, then got, maybe he, then then we then he's gone. Then we've got another four years of a Democrat pre. If we can keep the Congress, that would help. But still, you're going to hand it to someone like Pete Buttigieg. Uh, no, no, it's not going to be. I'm telling you, California it's Governor it's Newsom, Newsom or, or who's the worst governor-run state in America? It's, it's Shapiro or Newsom, I think. Shapiro, who, who is he? Who even he, is? He? They claim he's Miller Road Democrat. He's not. He's left wing Democrat. But compared to some others, he seems that way. He just won the Pennsylvania uh, race, no problem, over he's, a Trump backed candidate. By yeah, the way, his, well, his name came up a couple of years ago. They, they kind of floated as a. It was like a nobody who's somebody to look at because he's I'm doesn't offend you. people. I'm and so maybe he's just he's like the Biden. He's you know he's not going to hurt anybody. No, he's he's he, a good guy. He's actually. No, he's smarter than Biden, and that's a no, set, that's I mean, not a good thing. I, I mean, the PR for him yeah. is going to be, you know, the, what the PR was for Joe Biden was, listen, he's a nice guy. He's not going to hurt anything. He's going to bring us back together, unify the party. You know, Joe, you've known him for years. He's going to This guy in Pennsylvania, you know, he, uh, he leads the people. He's a nice man. He's not. He hasn't done or said anything stupid. Uh, he, you know, he seems like a legitimate leader. He, people like him and so on. And that's, that's and, the plan and, that they're going to do. And here's the problem with Newsom. They don't need him. They don't need California. Yeah, they're going to get California no matter no who matter runs. Yeah. If they, Ronald McDonald ran, yeah. they're going to get California. But Shapiro brings an important swing state with them. Yeah, but I, I, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll say you could be right. I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. Again, uh, here's my situation, and I'll bet everybody listening or most listening who can vote in America right now are saying going to say the same thing. If Donald Trump announces, and he's going to probably announce Tuesday, I think on the uh, they're saying the fifteenth, he's going to announce. Um, and uh, if if Ron DeSantis eventually announces and the two of them face off in each other in the Republican primary, who do you vote for? I don't think that'll happen. I think DeSantis will stand stand aside and wa- watch Trump either get get elected again, which would be great, or watch Trump completely implode for the third straight election and, dis- and, and then he'll be, everybody will be through with him at that yeah. point. Well, I'm, what my fear is, and, and my guess is, I think my guess is, if I had to guess, and I don't, I don't bet because I don't, I never win. Uh, my guess is that when Trump announces uh, DeSantis isn't going to say anything other than, you know, congratulations, you're running for president. Yeah. And Kemp will say, you know, he's running for president. Stay out of it. I don't think, I think if Trump does run, uh, I think DeSantis will will not run. I think he'll stay I, out of it. I, I, I think hope he'll be he stupid. doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't think, think he'll stay challenge. in Florida for two more years and then wait and see what happens and then run in four yeah. years. Yeah, but, and again, one of the I reasons is I think if Trump and DeSantis were to try to face off each other in the primaries, it would just you know how many Republicans would say I I, can't, I just can't do this. I just you know oh. I, they'll stay home. Ted Kennedy, Jimmy Carter destroyed each other, and yeah. then Reagan swooped in and yeah. beat them. I mean, beat it's just so I, I'm hoping if Trump announces, and I think he probably. Will that DeSantis does not will not run? Uh, but I, I now, do you think uh, Donald Trump should come to Georgia and try to work something out with Kemp to be together for Herschel Walker? Do you think Donald Trump is going to campaign before uh, December eighth or whatever it is for Herschel Walker? At this point, I think he'll cause more harm for Georgia than he would good. Well, that's that's the other question. And what about uh, Governor Kemp? Now, will he now again? I, I assume that his problem. Well, again, I'm, I'm saying he has a problem with Herschel Walker. 
I don't know if he has a problem with Herschel no, Walker Kemp or not. No, needs to come out and say to his voters who voted for me but didn't vote for him in the last time, right. we need this man in there. Right, and we'll talk about the libertarian in a second. But again, uh, I think Governor Kemp's probably, uh, I think probably his lack of enthusiastic support was about the issue of abortions and the women thing and the violence for the family. Right. So, and obviously, Governor Kemp being a, a, a pious, spiritual, well-known religious, well, I think he's pretty known, well known as a, as a, as a, you know, pro life yeah, guy and he would have a little problem you know I mean I so I can understand him but he's got to put it aside he's got to say listen you know we need to work to, we need to be together but, but on this Kimmer, they're Republicans I know they will screw it they'll up screw it up God that's just, what they do I, just, I can't believe it I they'd just, rather fight amongst each other and be you know we were uh, win Pyrrhic victories and be yeah. able to say well I was right all along but you lost but I was right all along I know. rather than win the damn election and again just another quick note has the libertarian announced his support for has he been uh, run out of state yet on a uh, rail has he said anything to support the republican candidate I to make heard. america better again if heard. the libertarian candidate and, and governor kemp would both come say people this is uh, again you don't you don't maybe not understand how important this is the decision in the probably in the decision in the georgia senate race will make a difference in whether democrats keep going like this for two more years six more years or at least two more years until their four more years till the next election of the Senate. I mean, I can't believe it. We can stop him. Herschel Walker is maybe the only thing that can stop him. I mean, that, think about it. Yeah. Georgia, once again, is responsible for the mess we're in. You lost two Republican Senate seats, or there should have been Republican yeah. Senate seats, so it's our fault, and now it's our fault again if we blow it this time. You're being called out. Make it right. Do the right thing. Suck it up. It's just good for this is not a Herschel Walker thing. This is an American thing. This is the future of our country. Oh my God. I mean, please, please. Okay. Um, and the libertarian better get your act together, or you, you know, you're going to be don't freaking think responsible. They care. I really don't. I'm at the point now that I just don't. They don't. They don't care if everything implodes because they can sit back all sanctimoniously yeah. and say, "Well, we're right all along." <laughs> this, this isn't about right and wrong. This is about politics. Yeah. If you want to play politics, you got to play get down in the gutter because yeah. if you want to win it doesn't matter how you did it because the democrats <laughs> prove that every day the end justifies the means it doesn't matter how you did it if you get there and you're able to have the votes you can change things i don't give a damn if they cheat lie and steal to get this seat we have seen as i've said many times i'll say it again we need to do whatever it takes and like the democrats proved the me the end justifies the means you're listening to the kimmer podcast on atlanta's only conservative news and talk station extra one 1063. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest 
Texas family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 